Hello, my friends, and welcome to another moment, another invigorating, another awakening Black History Moment with Bo. And I am here to tell you that I hope your day is going marvelous and your health is where it should be. Because stress, anxiety, and depression are caused when we are living to please others. And you're going to piss a lot of people off when you start doing what's best for you. And there's truth in the saying that today is the first day of the rest of your life. So if you do not like something, take away its only power. And that is your attention. Sit back and relax And I'm going to tell you about a man by the name of Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton was a leader in the Black Panther Party who was harassed and targeted by local law enforcement and the FBI resulting in his murder during a police raid on his apartment on December the 4th, 1969. You see, my friends, Fred Hampton joined the Black Panther Party in 1968, and he quickly rose in its ranks, both in Chicago and on a national level. However, the Black Panther Party became a law enforcement target. In the early hours of December the 4th, 1969, police raided Hampton's apartment and shot the 21-year-old to death. A later investigation revealed that police had fired nearly 100 times. Only one bullet came from inside the apartment and that prior to his death, Hampton had been surveyed and tracked by the FBI. Alan Hampton was born on August the 30th, 1948, to Francis and Libera Hampton. His birthplace varies between sources. Some say he was born in Chicago, while others claim that he was born in Shreveport, Louisiana. Hampton grew up with an older brother and sister. His family was friendly with the family of Emmett Till before Till's 1955 murder. The Hampton family moved to Maywood, a Chicago suburb, when Hampton was 10. Hampton attended Irving Elementary School and East High School. In high school, he led the school's interracial committee. He also protested the school only nominating white girls to run for homecoming queen, which resulted in the inclusion of black girls. After graduating with honors from Previso East High School, Hampton studied pre-law at Triton Junior College. He also attended Crane Junior College, later Malcolm X College, and the University of Illinois at Chicago Circle. He led the Youth Council of the NAACP's West Suburban Chapter, growing membership to more than 500. He advocated for a community pool in his hometown of Maywood, which led to an arrest for mob action 
following a demonstration in 1967. In November 1968, Hampton helped found the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party from his base in Chicago. He served as chairman of this local chapter. Though Hampton was just 20, he became a respected leader in the party, aided by his talent for public speaking and experience in community organizing that included work with the NAACP. As a Black Panther, Hampton arranged for community services such as free breakfasts and health clinics. He also oversaw the formation of a rainbow coalition between the Panthers and local gangs like the Puerto Rican Young Lords and the White Young Patriots, whose families had migrated from Appalachia. Unfortunately, Hampton's successes in rising profile resulted in negative attention from law enforcement. FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover once declared that the Black Panther Party was the greatest threat to the internal security of the country. He also feared the rise of a messiah that would unify and electrify the militant nationalist movement. To counter these perceived threats, the Bureau's counterintelligence program, known as COINTELPRO, sought to discredit and undermine black groups and leaders. Two weeks before his death, Hampton was added to the FBI's Agitator Index, a list of people Hoover considered potential threats to national security. Local law enforcement also pursued Hampton. While he was appearing on television in January 1969, Chicago police arrested him on an old traffic warrant. Later that year, Hampton went on trial for stealing ice cream bars in the Chicago suburb of Maywood in 1968, a charge he denied. Hampton was convicted and sentenced to two to five years in prison. Tensions between the Panther and the police also rose when two officers and a Black Panther were killed during a November 1969 shootout. Authorities felt Hampton's role in the party linked him to the police death. Although he was out of town when the confrontation took place, now, Hampton wasn't the only Panther who was under pressure. Other party members had been killed, were behind bars, or had left the United States. With leaders like Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale out of commission while facing criminal charges, Hampton was elevated to national spokesman for the party shortly before his death. On December the 4th, 1969, Hampton was at his apartment in Chicago's West Side. Other Panthers, including Hampton's pregnant fiance, were also in the residence. At approximately 4.45 a.m., a dozen police officers executed a search warrant for illegal weapons and raided the apartment. 
Almost immediately after they kicked open the door, Hampton's fellow Black Panther, Mark Clark, was killed by a bullet that struck his heart. A layout of Hampton's apartment, provided by William O'Neill, an FBI informant who joined the Panthers, had been given to police prior to the raid. The night of the raid, O'Neill had also allegedly dosed Hampton with a sleep-inducing barbiturate. Police officers headed to Hampton's bedroom and fired at the bed, striking Hampton but missing his fiancée, then known as Deborah Johnson. Johnson later stated that after police removed her from the room, they said Hampton was barely alive. She then heard two shots, followed by the words, he's good and dead now. No illegal weapons were found during the raid. But the seven Panthers who survived, four of whom were injured, were arrested for aggravated assault and attempted murder. As the apartment was not sealed off, the Black Panther Party subsequently offered tours of the scene. Though the police account was that they had been responding to gunfire, this story was debunked when what had been described by law enforcement as holes created by Panther bullets were shown to actually be nail heads. Charges against the Panthers who'd survived the raid were dismissed in 1970. That same year, a federal grand jury investigation also found that police had fired 82 to 99 times, with only one shot coming from those in the apartment. Cook County State Attorney Edward Hanrahan, who had directed the raid, was indicted for obstruction of justice in 1971, along with an assistant and 12 officers from the raid. However, no convictions resulted from these charges. It's that same old story, my friends, getting one of us to turn against the masses of us. Taken from the book of Benedict Arnold, Hanrahan was voted out of office in 1972. There was a shifting of Chicago politics, leading to the election of the first black mayor of Chicago, Harold Washington, in 1983. The same year, a settlement was reached for the city of Chicago, Cook County, and the federal government to pay $1.85 million to survivors of the raid and to Hamptons and Clark's families, with a ruling that stated the government had conspired against the Black Panther Party and violated the civil rights of the plaintiffs. Hampton's funeral was held at the First Baptist Church of Melrose Park on December 9, 1969. There were more than 5,000 people in attendance. One of the eulogies was delivered by the Reverend Jesse Jackson. Hampton's story has been told in the 1971 documentary, The Murder of Fred Hampton, and in the 2021 movie, Judas and the Black Messiah. The Maywood Community Pool
school that Hampton had advocated for was named after him in 1970. In 1990 and 2004, the Chicago City Council passed resolution designating December the 4th as Fred Hampton Day. Hampton's son, Fred Hampton Jr., was born just a few weeks after his father's death. So there you have it, my friends, the story of Fred Hampton. And I got to tell you, we're going to get into more stories about the Black Panther Party because there's a lot of things that I feel our young people should know. There's some truth and some facts that they should know about the Black Panther Party. So rest in peace, my brother, because your legacy lives on in the library of Black History Moments with Bo. My friend, we all know what that music means. But before I leave you, I must leave you with this. My friends, you must be careful who you trust. Salt and sugar look the same. Until next time, it's been my honor.